Welcome, coaches. This is Tony Schiffman, and you are listening to the Hog Football Podcast. The Hog Football Chat was created as a way for coaches to talk about all things football and all things offensive line, and we took off via Twitter. With the help of so many great sponsors, we were able to create an amazing network of our coaching community. Now we've decided to launch our first ever podcast series. Please don't forget to check out those amazing sponsors on Twitter. This podcast series is presented by Platform, an online strength and conditioning tool that partners with over 800 schools across the country. Go check out platform.com, that's P-L-T-4-M.com for our full series and catch up on any episodes you might have missed. Don't forget to check out at Coach Schiffman on Twitter and use the hashtag HogFootballChat when you're there. We have a great episode for you today, so let's go ahead and kick this off. Before we even kick off the podcast, I want to just remind everyone to go like, subscribe, and keep up with these weekly episodes. If you like what you hear, spread the word so more coaches can tune in for our weekly podcasts. All right, here we go. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Hog Football Podcast. Today I've got one of my good friends, one of my old friends, Morgan Cruz on. Uh, Coach Cruz is the current offensive coordinator at Bethel University in Tennessee uh, and is going into his third year uh, down there. Uh, before being the offensive coordinator quarterbacks coach, he coached the tight ends and H-backs and also the running backs. Before spending time at Bethel, uh, Coach Cruz was the head coach and DFO at Baptist Prep School in Little Rock, Arkansas. And before that, he was the head coach at Gibson County High School in Dyer, Tennessee, where actually him and I uh, first met and first sort of crossed paths. So, uh, Coach Cruz, welcome. Glad to have you. How you doing? Doing great, uh, Coach Shipman, man. Glad to be on with you. Um, and uh, glad to get to just uh, kind of talk shop with you, brother. Yeah, absolutely. We, we, uh, you and I just got together a couple of days ago and talked some stuff. So, it's, it's good to get you back on again and, and uh, talk a little bit more. So, uh, first question I got to ask, and this is a question I ask of everybody, and, and you've been a part of some really good teams and, and some, some record-breaking teams, especially at Bethel. Uh, how important was the offensive line to the success of those teams? Well, I mean, I'll tell you this. Um, offensive line for us was so stinking crucial um, in the way um, – in the success we had um, in 18. Um, you know, um, I, I think back to – um, a game that we played, um, Lindsey Wilson, which we considered to be our um, t- technically conference championship, and mm-hmm. uh, we went we went up to uh, Columbia, Kentucky, and um, and knew that they had a very stout defense. Um, they had actually played an FCS opponent earlier in the season and only lost by ten points to them. So we knew that we were in for a, in for a, a battle. And um, I'll tell you, our O line, our long cap. O-line coach and O-line were so prepared for that game. Um, we ended up rushing for over 400 yards against them um, and just ran it down their throat with some simple concepts. Right. Um, but, um, they were they were so crucial in that victory uh, and us being able to win that conference championship and stay in 10-0 that, that first season in, at Bethel. Yeah, it's it's and you've got uh, – I'm not sure, in, eight, in 18 were you did, – did you guys have Tyler? Was he over there in 18? He was. He, okay, was. he so, was. a so, he was a freshman that year. Yeah. So you, you and I again have, have have a more connection there with with one of my former players down at Rossview High School, Tyler McCoin. Um, yes, sir. Entering now, he's shoot. He's going to be a. He'll end up being a four year starter over there. He will, man. He's entering his junior season with this man. It's crazy because he started out. He started as a freshman, true freshman for us, and then a, and then uh played. I mean, was a anchor for us uh, last year. So I mean, he's going to be a four year starter for us, and, yeah, which is crazy. awesome for him. Yeah. Yeah. It is absolutely. 
So one of the one of the questions I'm going to ask you, and, and and this is something I ask everybody that's done this, but um, talk a little bit about your transition from, you know, from Dyer County and and uh, and Baptist Prep to coaching at the college level. How did that go? What sort of, uh, you know, um, struggles did you have? What what was the easiest? But but just talk a little bit about that transition. So um, you know, uh. Been in high school ball for so long um, at you, um, I guess you for so long, I say, but uh, really it was just a, a minute time if you think of it lifespan. But right. um, for six years, um, being able to, to kind of run a program and operate in a program and kind of be the guy that makes your own decisions and makes your own calls as the head guy. Um, trans the first biggest transition that I had to get back to, um, going into college ball was just not being the guy, um, being right. a guy that, that is just a worker and does whatever uh, the head coach or the offensive coordinator wants you to do. Um, and that was a big transition for me. Um, luckily I was able to work for a great guy with Brent Deerman and, uh, he and I philosophically saw a lot of things, um, similar. And uh, and so I w it was easy for me to just get on board with that and, and just roll up my sleeves and get to work. Um, as far as um, the kids, you know, um, I, I would say uh, it's it's actually been a blessing. Um, but, you know, sometimes you you uh, you I, I guess hindsight's twenty twenty. But um, the one of the biggest changes as far as kids is concerned is just the fact that uh, they've got so much more freedom. Um, right. at the um, collegiate level and trying to teach them true uh, time management, um, trying to teach them true life skills where at high school um, you, you do things like that. I mean, I can tell you that, that at Gibson County and at Baptist Prep, I did a lot of things where I just tried to tried to build men, build young men up into being good husbands and fathers someday. But right. um, at the, um, at the end of the day, um, when they're in college, um, they're really becoming young men. And um, so it's so crucial with that sense. And, you know, I, I'll tell you another positive, man, is, uh, you know, you deal with kids more than you deal with parents. Um, in high school, <laughs> you deal with parents so much. That's and true. Uh, and uh, they're the ones that make the decisions for them in college. Um, right after we recruit them and we sign them and we get them for fall camp, we basically tell them, uh, you know, uh, you're you're a fan now. You're one of their biggest supporters. Uh, we'll keep in contact as 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 much as we can, but um, they make the decisions now. They're big boys. This is their life. So, right, right. It's been yeah. a big transition for sure. Yeah. What 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 have you found to be kind of the most difficult? Do you think? Um, probably the most difficult thing for for me, transition wise, um, from the high school game. To the college game was the speed of the game. Right. Um, the um, uh, you can you know uh, I guess you could say you could uh, have all kinds of simulations and things of that nature um, just to try to get you prepared. But um, the amount the the speed at which the game moves and the the speed at which information has to be processed is so much quicker than at the high school level. Yeah. Um, and so just being able to take that and transition that has probably been the, the biggest growing point for me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, the next thing I, I was going to ask you, and, and I kind of talked to another coach a couple of days ago about the same thing, but uh, you know, you're making that gradual progression from, from running backs to, to kind of tight ends and H backs. And now you're, you're taking over as the offensive coordinator. Um, what are you doing to prepare for that? And obviously you, you, you just got, got that promotion right before um, everything went on lockdown, I think, if my timing's right, or, or not too yes, far off from it. So, so what are you doing to, 
to to handle that and 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 how are you preparing yourself for what is hopefully the upcoming season so um I actually uh, transitioned into the offensive coordinator back in um, the middle of February. Um, our previous offensive coordinator last year um, was able to uh, see, get a promotion um, up to um, Kansas and is now the senior offensive analyst there at Kansas. Um, and so um, I, I took over um, in uh, mid-February and um, we had um, – First thing, I mean, I've got a heck of a staff that um, we've uh, offensively, we've been together for uh, two and a half, three years. So we kind of know each other. So we're able to bounce ideas off of each other. But as far as me personally, um, we we were able to get um, uh, four days of spring ball in before we got into the whole quarantine situation. And um, so we actually got some, uh, some, uh, some work in on some things that, I wanted to try to implement into the offensive system um, some things that I wanted to start seeing um, as far as tweaking it in my way, right. um, you know. Um, and so the thing that I'm doing right now, which is, I guess you could say, um, a, a little bit um, uh, out of the ordinary, uh, abnormal in a sense, is that um, I'm having to just try to take those things that that we implemented and see – um, from what little film we got, what we liked about it, um, really what we want to uh, kind of make sure we uh, push through into fall camp when we get back into fall camp. And um, because, you know, spring ball is such a time as, a, as an OC or as an offensive staff, you want to see things that you may have um, – you want to work things that you think may work against stuff that you faced last year. Um, right. because, you know, in between the end of the season and the beginning of the, and the beginning of a spring ball, you do those studies where you try to really figure out, um, how think, how defenses attacked you, how they lined up against you, you know, what kind of things did they do to you front wise. And so, um, you want to try to experiment a little bit. Um, and we got a little bit of ex- experiment then, um, but not as much as I'd want to. So right. we trying to see really how much I want to do in the, fall camp experiment wise to see what's going to help us out in the, in the, um, in the fall. Um, but you know, uh, coach, I'll tell you this, uh, I, I just, uh, you know, um, I, as far as, um, planning ahead and trying to get things together, um, this time has been so weird because <laughs> you just don't know what to plan for. Right. I mean, uh, I, I so bad want to, uh, I've got my coaches right now. Um, they're breaking down our first opponent um, so that we can um, kind of have that going um, and just trying to uh, piece those things together uh, for us whenever we get back where we're not just slam packed with stuff, but you just don't know what to prepare for. And so um, at some point as, as a man, you're like, are you giving your guys busy work um, or are you giving your guys things to prepare for? So it's been a real, a real weird time for me to take over as an OC. I'll tell you right. that. Um, just because um, I I know how the guys that I've seen do it offensive coordinator wise um, how what they would have done and I would have liked to keep that same kind of uh, procedure and process as far as um, taking spring ball evaluating players seeing where you are depth wise being able to finish out your 2020 class at this level right um, moving into you know uh, planning for um, summer breakdowns for your first opponents of the season then moving into fall camp and so forth you know just a, a true procedure getting myself ready but right um, at the end of the day all I, all I'm really doing um, just to kind of put it in a, a nutshell is I'm getting these guys 
getting our staff, um, staying on page with our first couple of opponents. Um, I am uh, fine-tuning some things offensive scheme-wise that I want to make sure that we do have in our system. Um, and then I am fine-tuning some of our um, – uh, handbook uh, to make sure that our guys, when we actually do get back, we we get to meet with those expectations. Okay, good, good. No, kind of you touched on this a little bit, and, and I had a, a kind of a, a sidebar question to this. But how much, how much is your offensive? Excuse me. How much is your head coach allowing you to change things up? Or you know, you talked about you wanted to implement a few different things. How much? How much is he letting you have? How much sort of? you know, give us he letting you, is he letting you take there? Uh, Coach Jasper's been a, a heck of a guy to work for. You know, um, I've worked for two great head coaches and in, in Coach Dearman and Coach Jasper. And, right. uh, you know, both different styles, um, but um, both great men. And um, Coach Jasper has um, – he's – the system that we run is um, very similar to um, what uh, Coach Dearman um, does. Uh, you know, uh, we've, we had a lot of success in 2018 with the, the system that he runs. Um, and then um, our offense coordinator last year took those nuts and bolts um, and uh, built off of that. And, um, and so when I took over the job, of course, Coach Jasper said, listen, I want to keep in the same realm of what we've been doing just for our guys' sake. Um, and so that was a positive of hiring within. Um, and then the second thing is, is that he's like, but there were things that, that we um, didn't do last year or that we haven't done that, you know, I want you to have your own say on it. I want you to have your right. own niche. I mean, cause at the end of the day, I want you to feel like this is your offense and then you're not running Brent's offense or you're not running uh, Kevin's offense or previous offensive coordinator. So right. um, he's let me um, have, have a, a pretty uh, wide range of freedom within our system. Um, and um, just putting little nuances with it um, has been um has been the 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 fact that has been the the what am I the word that I'm trying to say, brother? Um, <laughs> it's been the uh, the availability for me to actually put my stamp on it. That's okay, what I'm trying to say. Okay, so. good. That's good. I mean, you know, you, you, I mean, it's it's good that you you know you're keeping things similar, but again, like you're able to put your own stamp on things. So that's good. Yes, sir. So, uh, last question I got for you, coach. And again, this is one I ask everybody, so uh, you might try to have to think about it for a little bit but if you're if you're putting together a Mount Rushmore of offensive linemen and you get to pick five guys from from either people you've coached you've played with you've you've played against or you've just been fans of who who are those five guys on that Mount Rushmore man um all right so <laughs> I'm gonna dig back in some some minds uh, some some uh I've got – I played with – I played ball at um, Lambeth University, which was an NAI school in Jackson. Um, at, Lambeth actually got its name uh, – people know Lambeth right now just because that's where Hugh Freeze got his first head college job. Right. Um, um, but so I played at Lambeth, um, and I played with um, – I actually played with um, two offensive linemen that – um, really stand out to me. One of them was Stefan Rogers. Um, he actually was crazy, but he actually only played one year. He was a four-year basketball guy. Had uh, another semester of school left in the fall. Uh, wanted to compete in football um, and uh, came out, played football. And the, the guy um, ended up going to the Eagles and played a few years with the Eagles. Um, okay. So, um, I, would, I would say Stefan Rogers would be one. 
Um, I would say uh, Don Pitt would be another one that I played with. Um, he's actually a head coach in a high school in West Tennessee right now. Uh, was a heck of a guard for us. Um, I'd also have to say one of my um, one of my assistant coaches right now, Richard Hutchins. Uh, he's a he's a guy that um, was a he played NAI ball at Langston University um, and. Uh, was um, I've seen some film of him and seen some pictures of him, and he seemed to be a, a real dog. And if he knows what, if he's played any of the way he knows what now, then uh, he's probably a heck of an <laughs> offensive lineman for us. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, uh, fourth, I would be totally remiss if I did not include uh, the the, the uh, two other guys on staff right now. Hey, I've got our tight ends H-backs coach right now is uh, – is, um, a Nebraska alum um, played at um, played for the Bills, uh, drafted by the Steelers. Played for the Bills a little bit. Uh, Keith Williams, um, I'd have to put him on there, and then I have to put our head coach Mike Jasper, right. who played in the league. So I mean, um, that's a tough question, man. Uh, yeah. Because there's a lot of people that you know that you that you got that you think could probably get the job done for you if you needed to get the job done. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. It's it's uh it's it's been a good I've enjoyed asking that question to people because I've gotten, you know, so many different responses. I you know, you've you've given me guys that, that you coach with and have played with and um I had another guy give me just all high school guys and then I had another guy give me all Wisconsin Badger guys. So it's, it's That's been, awesome. Yeah, it's been pretty interesting just to kind of hear the uh hear the responses. So it's it's uh it's cool. So um well, all right, Coach. Well, I'm going to get you out of here. Um, if you want to go ahead and drop your uh, Twitter handle and any other information you want these guys to know, um, I'd appreciate that. Sure thing, uh, Coach. Yeah. Uh, so my Twitter handle, guys, is um, at Coach Cruz, and that's C-O-A-C-H-C-R-U-C-E. Um, as I told Coach Schiffman, it's like Bruce, just with the C. Um, <laughs> and uh, you can find me on Twitter there, guys. Um, Again, uh, Coach, thanks for having me on. Um, yes. And, uh, I, you know, anybody that, that wants to reach out and talk ball, don't hesitate, man. Um, I am not an inventor of anything. Uh, I stole – I steal a lot of things. But <laughs> I love talking ball. I love um, being able to find out what guys do um, schematically as well as building culture within their teams. Um, and uh, at the end of the day, um, you know, I'm a – I'm a, a down-to-earth guy and willing to do whatever I can to help this, uh, help this fraternity out. All right, Coach. Well, I appreciate you coming on and talking with me this morning. Um, you know, stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, we'll see you soon. You too, Coach. Thanks again. All righty. Thanks again for everyone listening, and remember to go check out platform.com for the full series of Hog Football podcast episodes. We want to thank everybody for their continued support and be on the lookout for our Hog Football Chat series from Twitter on our website, hogfootballchat.net. You can check out all of our great sponsors and tons of awesome...